all as well, but uh, everybody remembers uh, from years gone by that um, that uh, Tom Crean was the head coach of Marquette and then went off to Indiana and then went off, you know, f- to Georgia and such from there. And, and uh, you know, it, when Tom left, it wasn't – how do I put it? He did a lot for Marquette basketball, taking them to a Final Four, and the run was great, but there was a level of – when Tom left, it was kind of like, whew. Uh, anyway – uh, I was re-watching uh, this morning the, uh, because everybody's talking about, you know, Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh going to the Chargers. And I didn't see this at first. I didn't notice it during the national championship game. But as the, the confetti was flying, who was one of the first people to give Jim Harbaugh this big hug? It was none other than Tom Crean because, remember, Tom Crean, uh, his wife Joni, was a, is a Harbaugh. And uh, she is the sister of Jim and John. So I, I didn't realize that. I just It was one of those weird things this morning that caught my eye for whatever reason, but uh, just kind of a uh, in-the-background thing today. So uh, that being said, uh, completely off-topic already. But today, uh, we now life after. Now life after begins. And life after begins in the sense of uh, the search goes on for a defensive coordinator. That's first and foremost. Secondly, uh, who stays and who goes with this Green Bay Packers football team? And who do you believe you need? And what is going to be out there in free agency? Pro Football Focus put together a nice piece on some of the top free agents. And there's a couple of players that I would love to see the Packers pursue. Now, it's going to be a chunk of change, but um, it would be players that I think could benefit this football team. So we'll get into that discussion. The new era, uh, life after Adrian Griffin began last night. And the Bucks get a solid win against the Cleveland Cavaliers down at the Fiserv Forum. wasn't great, but it was a win, and uh, they really didn't miss a beat there. So uh, we get into all of that uh, as well. So just a lot of things to talk about. But uh, Jim Harbaugh off the board, the hiring of Jim Harbaugh yesterday by the uh, Chargers uh, took place, and now that leaves you what four teams? I think you got Carolina, Las Vegas, uh, Atlanta is one of them, and. Um, there's one more that's out there. You've got uh, Carolina. Oh, Seattle. Seattle's still the other one. And uh, does Bill Belichick fit into any of those categories? Because they'd interview Bill Belichick down in Atlanta, not once but twice. And the Atlanta Falcons have stated as of yesterday that the search is now wide open, which kind of leads you to believe that Bill Belichick, as much as they like talking to him, he's not the guy. He's not the guy. And why? Because, as we had talked about last night on the huddle, that Bill is a guy that wants he wants a lot of people with him and wants a lot of control. And I don't think the Atlanta Falcons, they're ready to blow out front office staff and co-work with presidents and general managers with Bill and, and everything he wants. So, anyway, we'll uh, – We'll see what transpires down there. But, it, you know, not that Bill Belichick has to get a job, but you kind of feel with his age at 71, he has to get a job. You don't want to take a year off. Otherwise, I think it becomes that much harder next year to uh, to jump back into this at the age of 72. Uh, I think legitimate, you, you start to look at this and go, okay, I, what's best for the team and what's best for Bill? What's best for Bill is to find a team that's ready to win and it's perfect now. And it just needs a head coach. And I just don't think that teams that are firing head coaches are those teams that are going to fit Bill Belichick. So he could end, uh, he could end up uh, in the game of musical chairs. He could be the, the odd man left standing by the time it's all said and done. 
And does Bill then lower himself, you will say, if you want to consider it that, but does he lower himself and take a D coordinator's job somewhere and then stay in it? Or does he then slowly uh, ride off into the sunset after his run in, in, uh, in New England is done? So there you go. Uh, so that's, that's what's going on. That's what's out there. 877-867-1670, You want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. You can find us over on X at Bill underscore Michaels, at Bill underscore Michaels. You can also find Grant at Wisco Grant. You can find him there. There's uh, simply Instagram, The Bill Michaels Show. There's Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash The Bill Michaels Show, YouTube, Twitch TV, Kick TV, all. Simply go to youtube.com slash Bill Michaels Show. And you can find us there. LinkedIn, email the program, thebillmichaels at gmail.com. Websites, thebillmichaels.com. There's the Zone Madison app. You can download that. And then Spotify, Apple, iTunes, Google Podcasts, all that kind of good stuff as well. I think those are the jobs that are left. Did, did, uh, is, is, is it just Atlanta and Seattle? Grant, did, uh, have, have, we, have they hired somebody uh, permanently now in, in Las Vegas, do we know? Well, so they, yep, they kept... Um... Uh, Anto- or An- Antonio Pierce Antonio, is that Antonio the name? Pierce, yeah. Okay, so, so he's the guy. They y- took the interim tag off of him. Yep. So I think it's just okay. Seattle and Washington and what was the other one you said? Uh, Atlanta, Seattle, Washington, Atlanta. Carolina's found their guy. Did Carolina find their guy? Um, I need to keep a running list because they all start yeah. to run together. Right. Because originally there were eight jobs open, and they're starting to fill quietly. And but you know because all the headlines have been strictly about Bill Belichick and Jim Harbaugh, and so I, you know, we we kind of keep up. But so Antonio Pierce, which I'm glad Antonio Pierce got the job. I think finally, the in in Las Vegas, I hate to say it, but maybe they did the right thing. So, um, but think about this. And I saw this uh, posted last night. If you're Antonio Pierce and you're in that division, you've got. A Hall of Fame in the making quarterback in Kansas City with a Hall of Fame coach. You've got a coach that's won a national title and been to a Super Bowl, now taking over the Chargers. And you've got a coach in Denver that's got a ring as well. I mean, you talk about the ugly stepchild in that division when it comes to coaching. Oof. Holy mackerel. So, yeah, it uh, it's... It's not. Uh, it's it's an uphill task for the for the Raiders, but I think Antonio Pierce is the guy to kind of re-inspire the, if you want to call it the Raider way, so to speak. So anyway, but that being said, uh, but the coaching carousel continues, and who is going to get hired now for defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator? Say on on Harbaugh's staff, what are they going to do on some of these new staffs? Who's out there? You still got Vrabel. You still got uh, Ron Rivera. You still got guys on that carousel waiting for jobs and interviews and such, and then let the chips fall where they may. And in the meantime, you're trying to find a defensive coordinator in Green Bay and figure that out. And you got a strength and conditioning coach that you're going to be looking for. In addition to that, you want to figure out your personnel. Now, that's more Gutekinds' job than, than Matt LaFleur's, but certainly the evaluation process comes from within. So Matt LaFleur talking to the other coaches. The other coaches give it to Matt LaFleur. Matt LaFleur gives it to Goody, and they sit down and say, okay, what do we want to do? And then Russ Ball tries to figure it all out. So they got a lot going on there. A lot going on. So, But the carousel continues to spin. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, feel free. Go ahead and do so. Uh, I know the Panthers, they were uh, looking for a general manager. This one's from uh, Dak. Dak says, 
Uh, D-A-C-K, by the way. Dak says, uh, I think the next coordinator is probably going to be Jim Leonard. He was offered the job the first time, turned it down. I think the second bite of the apple is going to be sweeter for him. Uh, they should welcome him in with open arms. I thought he did a fantastic job with the Badgers. He's a Wisconsin guy coming home to Wisconsin. This is going to be perfect for everyone. No. No, I disagree with that. Not that it couldn't be perfect, because it could. I don't know. But stop with the because he's a hometown guy. Stop with that. And, and I'll, I'll tell you this now. Very rarely does that work out. Tell me the last hometown guy. Like Antonio Pierce, he understands it out there. He's getting the job. Now we'll see what he can do. But there's been a lot of coaches along the way, a lot of players along the way that said, I want to go home. That's where I grew up. That's where I want to play. And going home isn't necessarily automatically meaning that uh, the love affair is going to continue on to victories and success. It, it very rarely does it work out that way. Very rarely does it work out that way. And years ago, I, I remember a conversation. Um, Craig Council had just taken over the Brewers. And remember, there was people that wanted Mahler there. There was people that wanted Yount. And we were out at spring training, and I, I was sitting in the stands. I was talking to Robin Yount. And I said, have you ever thought about being a coach? He's like, you know, I do stuff down here in spring training. I'm just I'm glad to be retired and such. He said, but I, you know, if you ever thought about being a manager, he said, I wouldn't want to manage anybody but the Brewers. But I don't want to manage the Brewers. I said, why? He says, because you can't go home again. He said, right now, I've got a great relationship with the, with the organization, with the fans, with all of that. I never want that to be damaged. And he said, managers are hired to be fired. And he said, eventually, when things go bad, they're going to say, look, he was a great player, but he's not the guy. And he knew it. He, he was like, it just it never works. And one of the guys he cited was Bart Starr. He said, the most beloved Packer probably ever. And they ran Bart out of town. So he said, I don't want to be that guy. And, and it was a very brief conversation. There was a lot of other stuff to it. But, and he likes being home. He likes playing golf. He likes being with his family and all that kind of stuff. But that was one of them. It just, tell me the last time, it, it, you know, out of all the people that have gone home, out of all the people that play for the team that they grow up wanting to, to be a part of, how many times does it work out in the success of a ring? Most of the time, you give it your all, you run its course, and then you're probably off to another pasture you, because you can look yourself in the, in, in the mirror and go, yeah, I gave my all, but it just it didn't work out. And it's true, unfortunately, in a lot of different instances. It's true. Uh, 877-867-1670. Um, who's this? This is from uh, Denny says, uh, why do you think Bill Belichick is not getting more interviews and more offers? I'll be honest, two reasons. One is he wants control. Two, he's 71 years old. This is a, if you have continued success, like Andy Reid is having now, like Pete Carroll was having, like Bill, Bill Belichick was having, if you're continuing to have success, you are the elder statesman, you're smart, the game has not passed you by, but the minute in the 70s that you're not having success and the guys that you chose aren't good and you're looking at things in the I wish I could do it my way and the old days and this and that, and that's when the, you, people say, well, maybe the game's passed you by. And if I'm a, an organization and I say, okay, I want a coach that's going to be here 10 years, I want success over an extended period of time. Bill Belichick's not coaching until he's 81 years old. He's not doing that. He's got maybe three years left. So why do you want to build a team up around this guy only to see it come to fruition and maybe you have success, he gets the record, and leaves? 
I mean, he's in a tweener stage right now. Um, you know, you hate to say it, but with his success with Brady, had he left when Brady left, um, then maybe he could have gotten a fresh start somewhere else. But, you know, seeing Josh McDaniel leave, who was his offensive guy, just incredibly poor hires in Matt Patricia as an offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien as an offensive coordinator, um, the old guard, if you will, the old man's way, and then not bringing in better quality players, it, it, it appears like to many the game passed him by. Does he know X's and O's? Absolutely. Which is why he probably would make a, an incredible coordinator. But th- with all of his success as a head coach, that's now considered beneath him. I also think it's important, Bill, and I have to remind myself this during hiring cycles, like GMs and, and owners, they want to discover their own guy a lot. Yeah. Right. So when these good and Bill Belichick's one of the greatest, a- anytime a good coach leaves their team, we always think, well, they'll have their pick of jobs, right? They'll get any yeah. job they want. And it it rarely works out that way. Right. We right. thought that with McCarthy and these GMs, they they want to hire. They want to discover their own guy a lot like Brian Callahan in Tennessee. No one saw that coming. Right. Um. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. You're exactly right. Uh, you look at. Like even Mike McCarthy, who we thought would have a job right away, he had a year off before he got the job in Dallas. And maybe that's what Bill Belichick's going to do. But, again, if I'm an owner, would I would I open the door to Bill Belichick? Absolutely. I want to pick his brain. But am I really going to just say, here's the keys to the car, take it, at the age of 72 next year? No. It's not that I don't think he's smart. It's just that I don't think he's capable of being here the long term. And he and, and Bill wants the power. That's Bill. If Bill didn't want the power, and Bill said, "Hey, you be the GM. I'll just be the head coach. Let me just concentrate on coaching just to get my wins." Okay, but we all know why he's doing it. He stated years ago he never wanted to coach past seventy. Well, we know why he's sticking around because he's only what twenty, thirty wins away from from eclipsing Don Shula's record. That's why he wants to win. That's why he wants to be here. Because if he was 50 games away, five seasons worth of wins, this is a moot point. He's done. He retires. He rides. Because that would have been the retirement press conference up in Foxborough. That would have been the, hey, it's not going to work. I don't want to go anywhere else. I'm a patriot for life. Uh, It's just time for me to step aside. And that would have been that press conference. And Bill then would have rode off into the sunset and played some golf and fished a lot and probably been a commentator somewhere for somebody at some point or at least some uh, contributor. And that would have been the extent of it. And instead, he wants a job because he knows he can. he's so close he can see the finish line, but I don't think anybody's going to give him the chance to do it. Uh, and I don't know a situation that he's going to go into where he's going to win 10 games per year for the next couple of years. When you, when you think about it, I mean, the only, the only gig right now that you could probably look at and say, yeah, he could probably win and win right now is if they got a quarterback in Atlanta or maybe going to Seattle. But Seattle just got rid of Pete Carroll. They don't want the old man there anymore. They want to go young. And they're not going to go for Pete Carroll to Bill Belichick. And Pete Carroll's not going to be a consultant to see Bill Belichick roaming his sidelines. So that job's gone. He's not going to get that one. Now the Chargers job is gone. He's not going to get that one. That leaves Atlanta and not much more. That's it. Uh, 877-867-1670. If you want to hit us up, please feel free to go ahead and do so. 877-867-1670. Good stuff today. Hey, our friends at the Water Doctors, the best water softening system out there. That is the Kinetico 
water softening system. Call them, 262-549-7733. John Atley and the gang, they are fantastic people, but they give you an even better product. That's the best part about it. The Connecticut water softening system I have in my house. I love it. Uh, it, and by the way, it's, uh, it barely uses any salt. I mean, I know it's just me and, and Kristen here at the house, but it doesn't use much at all. I went down to check it again. I thought, ah, I'll probably need a bag or two this morning. Nope. Still good. I probably got about another month's worth down there. So it's awesome. So, and it runs on its own pressure. It's not something that you have to plug in all over the house and it's on a timer and at middle of the night at 2 AM, you're always going to hear that and nothing like that. It is fantastic. That is a Connecticut water softening system. From the water doctors anywhere in the state of Wisconsin, again, call them, 262-549-7733, or simply go to H2, the letter O, h2odoctors.com, 262-549-7733, or go to h2odoctors.com. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Dinner, rehearsal dinner, something like that, business dinner, something coming up, a business event. Maybe you need uh, a business event that's going to include a photo shoot for you and your uh, your team. Northern Lights Event Venue. They can handle everything, everything. NorthernLightsEventVenue.com, plus it's scenic. It's um, anywhere between, you know, 25 and 100 people. It's a great site right there on the, uh, the Milwaukee River Walk and uh, a beautiful place. Inside and out. So if you are looking for a terrific place to go, check out northernlightseventvenue.com. That's northernlightseventvenue.com. And uh, call Bob over there. He's just he's such a good guy. And in addition to that, just um, just genuinely good people. Just genuinely good people. So check that out over there. Uh, 877-867-1670. Uh, Douglas says, what about Vic Fangio? Vic Fangio is reported to be going with Nick Sirianni to Philadelphia. So I think, I think that uh, Fangio is, is heading in that direction as their defensive coordinator. At least that was the rumor coming out last night when we were going on the air uh, to do the huddle last evening. Um, 877-867-1670, hit us up. Uh, let's go to Carl listening to us in River Falls. Carl, how you doing today, man? What's going on? Good. How are you? I'm doing great. What you thinking? Um, Dave, I really haven't heard uh... – Many people mention, and I don't think you have either, um, is former Viking coach Mike Zimmer for that coordinator position. I know some people have talked about it. I, uh, I first of all, I don't know. I have not heard Zimmer's name mentioned nationally at all, to be honest with you. Um, and I don't know if there's a specific reason why, but uh, but I have not heard his name mentioned at all. But I know that he had lost kind of lost the team when he was in, in Minnesota. There was a lot of rumblings under underneath that uh, he had kind of become hypocritical and the team didn't believe in him anymore, which is the reason they let him go. So maybe that has been something that's been kind of a, a black eye on him. I don't know. but uh, and, and I don't know. Maybe he's, maybe he's just content being, you know, kind of riding off into the sunset. Um, but, uh, no, I have not heard his name attached to anything either. Yeah, I thought I had heard recently that uh, – 
he was had interest in getting back in the NFL and yeah. um shows all the pedigree of some of the things you had talked about uh the last couple of days with having uh some success in the as a head coach and mm-hmm. has done good with defenses wherever he's been. So I know yeah. it's a name to me that I guess I'd at least like to see him bring in for an interview. Right. Yeah, no, I, I, maybe you get a perspective. I appreciate the phone call. I mean, when you interview people, I mean, the one thing that you get is the, the likes and dislikes of personalities and such, of what you do and do not like. So I understand that. If you want to bring him in for an interview, who knows? Maybe, maybe he blows you away and you say, oh, wait a minute, uh, what I thought about him is not what I thought about him. The, the one thing that you always look to, and this is a, a terrific piece of advice, is you look at the resume and the person you interview the person and you hire the resume, but but ultimately it's the person that gets fired um, because of whatever reason, whether it's they don't lead people, they don't um, kind of live up to the expectation of what the resume is, um, you know, there's toxicity, just a number of reasons. But you hire the resume, you fire the person. So I, I, I believe the person is what got fired in, in Minneapolis. And there was some reasons there as to why. By the way, um, the Carolina Panthers, they're still looking for a head coach. I went and looked that up during the break. And Carolina, yeah, it's uh, the Carolina head coaching position at this point in time is vacant. So Carolina is another one. now. And I thought they fired their head coach after only one season. Uh, somebody was telling me on, on the live stream, no, that's not true. I'm like, wait a minute. I, I, did I? And you start to question yourself. You, you It's... Like, am I looking at the sun or am I looking at the moon, you know? So I, I knew I thought that that's what happened. Um, but when you look at that team, you got DJ Chark. You've got Hayden Hurst as your tight end. Bryce Young as your quarterback. You you got Miles Sanders, Chubba Hubbard, Raheem Blackshear uh, off the practice squad from Buffalo, who you brought in. So you got a little bit of depth. You don't have a bad offensive line. Uh, Brady Christensen's solid. He was drafted two years ago, and he's a solid guard on that, kind of anchoring that line. Uh, there's Brady Christensen who plays, uh, or uh, Brady Christensen who uh, plays the, the left guard, and uh, Equanu is your left tackle. They're not they're not that bad defensively. They had a lot of issues. They had a lot of issues uh, last year, but I I don't think they're that bad. I don't think they're that far off. They had a lot, and I don't when I say issues, they had injuries. They had a lot of injuries last year. But I don't think Carolina's that far off. That might not be a, a bad situation. I just was never a big Bryce Young fan. Um, watching him play, uh, coming out of college, coming out of Alabama, I just was never – he was never only overwhelmingly impressive. Solid, but just there was nothing spectacular. You know, like you look at Caleb Williams, and Caleb Williams has made some throws. He's done some things. The problem is emotionally, I don't know if Caleb Williams is capable of handling the NFL. He's got all the talent in the world, but I don't know if he's emotionally capable to handle the NFL. Well, he can't handle college. Well, it's not yeah, unfair to to want a little spectacular from a number one overall pick, right? If you're right? taking Bryce Young twentieth, oh, okay, but it's the number one overall pick. You need something special. I right. think that's right. probably a lot of folks' concern about Bryce Bryce yeah. Young. But yeah, that position is open. So that the Carolina Panthers, and you don't hear anything about the Panthers. I mean, then again, I don't follow the Panthers religiously, but you don't, you haven't heard the Panthers making headlines by bringing in Bill Belichick, by bringing in Mike Vrabel, by bringing in, you know, Ron Rivera. They, you don't, you haven't heard that. 
maybe it's happening, but you haven't. That has not been the national splash. So anyway, eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Let's get back to the phone calls. Uh, let's go to a John. John, listening to us in Jersey. John, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. I don't know if anybody mentioned this guy's name, but there's kind of some connection with Matt LaFleur. How about Leslie Frazier for D.C.? You know what? Somebody brought that up, uh, was it uh, Tuesday? I think Tuesday somebody brought up Leslie Frazier, too. That's another name that's been tossed around a little bit. I Have you heard? I See, I haven't heard anything about Leslie Frazier since I think he was in camp uh, over the summer with the Packers. Mm-hmm. He was like at, at their practices, and I think there's a connection there somewhere. But I don't know. He's kind of old too, but he's yeah. not a bad DC though. Right. No, I I I, I, I get it. Leslie Frazier's been a hell of a DC along the way, especially when mm-hmm. he had some serious talent. Absolutely, 100 percent agree with that. Um, I, that not Absolutely. a bad name, and a guy that's had success, and a guy that's uh, obviously got familiarity with Matt LaFleur. And that's the other thing. I appreciate the phone call, John, and thanks for listening to us in New Jersey. Uh, by all means. When you start talking about a guy that not only can run a defense, but also has a really good relationship with Matt LaFleur, and I think, I mean, obviously that's important because you want to have a good relationship with your head coach, but uh, that has maybe worked with him before. There's an understanding there. You're already on somewhat the same page. Uh, That's always a good thing. And, And let's be honest. I mean, that's part of the reason there's so much transfer of coaches in the National Football League when it comes to guys that elevate, it's because guys know guys, they work with guys, they get along with guys, they believe that they're pretty good, but also they're very good. They're not toxic in a room together. They feel like you're all pulling the same rope in the same direction. I mean, that's, that's the, you know, why you, why you hire people, you know? We all do it in every walk of life. We all do it, right? You want somebody that you get along with. I mean, I, sometimes it's more important to get along with the people around you in the office than it is, I mean, obviously productivity means something, but you, you hire the personality, the good people with a good resume versus just hiring, well, this guy's a top performer, but he's a pain in the ass. But, I, you know, he performs well enough that I could put it up with him being a pain in the ass. No, because toxicity will eventually affect everybody, and you don't want that. So that's the reason you find a lot of these, a lot of these, uh, these coaches kind of bringing other coaches that they're familiar with along. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. You can also shoot us an email. I got some emails to get to when we come back. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up right after. Ready? This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. you back Bill Michael show on this Thursday edition of the week is flying by just cooking cooking uh, this portion of the program brought to you by our friends at JNL Tire and Service Center and they say thank you for voting them the best tire dealer they're in Watertown on uh, Boulder Road and Johnson Creek and whether you're Cruising around out there in a minivan or a big rig. Either way, they have the facilities to take care of you, whether it's tires, oil changes, brake work, engine work, you name it. Whatever it is you need done, they can do. And if they can't, they'll tell you where you need to go 
to get it done. But uh, they're really, really good people and hugely philanthropic in their community. So check out JNL Tire. Go to JNLTire.com. That's JNLTire.com. And uh, tell Lyle and the gang, when you stop in and see them, say, hey, thanks for what they did during Christmas. They took care of so many families at Christmas time, families in need. They bought gift cards. They bought pajamas. They bought toys. They brought food and meals. I Just an amazing, an amazing group of people out there at JNL Tire and Service Center. So good, good stuff. Certainly appreciate them. 877-867-1670. Okay, email. Uh, this one is from John listening to us in Howard. He said, hey, Bill, now that Barry is out, how long do you think it's going to take to get his replacement? I hope they don't drag their feet while good candidates are signed by other, other teams. I, I think, first and foremost, yesterday started the process. Yesterday was it. I think now the, the hunt is on. I think uh, they are probably, I would say, within the next five days. Now, what may happen, okay, bear with me for a second. Suppose Matt LaFleur, who's got good relationships with some of these guys, says, hey, say Vrabel, for example. Say he says, hey, I know you want to be a head coach. Let's just say you don't get it. What are your plans? Are you going to sit out a year thinking maybe Ryan Day gets booted from Ohio State? Or, you know, hey, if you don't get the head coaching gig, come and be a defensive coordinator here. And if he says, hey, if I don't get this gig, I'll be over. I'd come over. Well, then maybe it takes a little longer because you're waiting for a guy, you know. But I I think it's a very open and honest dialogue that goes on in finding the next guy. But in the meantime, I think you are taking as many interviews as you possibly can. Again, it doesn't hurt to talk to many people. You don't want to talk to so many people that it all becomes white noise. That you find yourself at the end of the day kind of rolling your head back in the chair going, oh, my God, I can't do this again. Where everybody's got a philosophy. Everybody wants to tell you how to do a better job of of the business. But I think there's probably going to be, if you don't get, it, let's just say you don't get a guy like Vrabel or a guy like Ron Rivera or a name that we all know, then chances are there's probably going to be about four or five guys that are going to interview over the next few days. That's my sense. I don't know if this counts as breaking news. Matt Schneidman reported, uh, he's with The Athletic earlier today, that Vrabel's not happening. So even if Vrabel ends up taking a coordinator job, even if he doesn't get a head coaching job, he's reporting, and I don't know how you would source this, but I trust him, that Vrabel would not be the D.C. in Green Bay. So I guess we can effectively cross him off our list. Yeah, so cross him off the list. I'm not sure that I... I'm not sure that I want Vrabel. I don't know schematically how, how great he is on defense. He's a great culture guy, really good leader. His teams are physical. But yeah. I don't know if he's the defensive scheme mastermind that Matt right. LaFleur needs. I'm not sure. Okay. So you take Vrabel off the list. Who else do you want? If Vrabel is not the guy, and for whatever reason, and I'll, I'll trust him that that's true, but... If Rabel is not the guy, so he says, even if Rabel does not get a head coaching job, he will not be the DC here. And it could just be that they're not paying enough money. That could be it too, that the Packers don't want to pay the, uh, the additional money. So that's, that's a possibility. However, who else is out there that you would consider? You know, again, we go back to the names that are still there. People talk about Zimmer. People talk about Ron Rivera. Or, yeah, Ron Rivera. People talk about Jim Leonard. Is Leonard getting a call? I mean, all that kind of stuff. 
you know, who else is out there that you would want? Because this is pivotal. This is a big hire. Because this is Matt LaFleur. He has to fix something that could ultimately cost him his job. Because you're only as good as the people around you. I mean, that's just like football. I mean, you know, it's the ultimate team sport. You know, if you've got a weak link somewhere on, on your field, then that's your weakest link. You're only as good as that guy is. And if that guy's not very good, then you can find yourself, you know, with everybody getting blown out and looking for, you know, an, another job. And coaches know that too, that if you're, if you're a defensive coordinator, your offensive coordinator, whatever it happens to be, if they're not any good and you, you're not operating very well and you're losing ballgames because of it, you can ultimately lose your job. I think the job that Matt LaFleur did this year Boy, midseason was just – I thought it was all falling apart, and I applaud the way he kind of wrapped his arms back around the organization and gathered it all back in and put it back on the track. That is that is not easy to do. It's just not because that thing was starting to circle the drain. So whether it was the players or Matt or whatever, but it's certainly the way things ended and the way things progressed, I, it's, I give him all the credit in the world. But this is a big hire because you hung on to Barry – and it turned out to be a failure. So that's why th- you got to get this right. Because your last decision was not good. So I, I but, but who else, is there anybody else out there that you want, Grant, that you want to see? Um, Averro would probably be my pick. It's, it's probably going to be someone that no one's talking about, would be my guess. But Averro's is really sharp. He was really, really good in Denver last year. I mean, look at how bad the defense got without him when he left. Yeah. That never made sense to me because their personnel didn't change that much. And he was actually pretty darn good in Carolina this year. His defense was given how messy yeah. it was and all the turmoil that franchise was going through. You know, I, I, the only thing I can say about Vrabel is maybe when, you know, Matt left there, maybe it was not a, as great a relationship as everybody wanted to believe. Maybe it just wasn't that way. And just because they worked together didn't mean that they were, you know, best of buds or anything like that. So, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what the interpersonal workings are in that sense, but maybe that's where that's coming from. So maybe that's it. Um, you know, Skinny says, what about Matt Aranda out of Bear? No, I don't want a college coach. Nope. Not going to do that. Um Vic Fangio, again, people are bringing up Fangio's name. I think Fangio's solid. I just, what I understood was is that Fangio was already being contacted by um, by the Philadelphia Eagles and had, uh, I guess, a discussion with Sirianni. I, I don't know all of that, but I, I don't know all of that to be true, but certainly uh, it seemed like that's where he was going to end up. That's expected to be, I bet that would be official today or tomorrow. Right. And also, Packers fans, I get Vic Fangio's been a successful coordinator for a long time. He runs the same, same scheme that Joe Barry does. Joe Barry yeah. based his defense off of Vic Fangio. So if you don't want the too high, passive, keep it all in front of you defense anymore, then you don't or yeah. shouldn't want Vic Fangio. Uh, and people all are clamoring for Al Harris because Al Harris did something with the Detroit or the Dallas Cowboys secondary, and people are now clamoring for Al Harris. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Andy says, why Al Harris? What has he proven? I, that's what I'm asking. Why? Because, again, you be, people want Leonard and Harris. Oh, they're from here. They know it. No, no. 
I don't give a damn. I don't care if they come from the moon. I don't care. I want them to be good and qualified, not because they're here, because they have more passion. Everybody that comes into the job is going to have passion. Everybody that comes into the job is going to want to win. So I, I don't know why. I mean, is there any other secondary coach out there better than Al Harris? And if that's the case, then you want them. That's, that's what you want. So when I say, why Al Harris, most people can't give you anything else other than, well, he was really good in Dallas. Okay, tell me a secondary coach who's really good other than Al Harris. And everybody draws a blank. Uh, uh, ooh. Oh. Uh. And that's kind of what it's like. And it's rightfully so because we, we don't sit down and pay attention to every, every coach uh, of every position in the league. You know? So I, I don't know. Uh, Denard Wilson from Baltimore. I There's a couple of guys in Baltimore I like. Nick, there's a couple of guys in Baltimore I like, 100%. Denard Griffin, I, would, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't degrade that. There, uh, the other guy that I like out of Baltimore is Zach Orr, the linebacker's coach. I've heard a lot of good things about him. He's a guy that his name has stuck out to me before. So that's another guy. But, again, you're trying to draw people off of successful defenses that have had consistently successful defenses. Uh, 877-867-1670. You can find us. Uh, we got uh, Andy Herman uh, coming up a little bit later on today, so that's uh, that's awesome to get Andy Herman here. Uh, Dan Casper from uh, our affiliate in Eau Claire is going to be here today, so I'm looking forward to that. J.R. Radcliffe is going to be joining us uh, in the last hour of the program. We're going to talk with him about uh, the Brewers and the direction that they are heading and uh, what else needs to be done before pitchers and catchers report or what might be done after pitchers can catch his report because right now there's not a lot of activity when it comes to free agents and such and signings in baseball. But uh, you're kind of getting into that crunch time period if you want to get somebody in to camp before camp actually opens because there's a lot of guys right now that you're wrapping up your last vacation because next week they're going to start showing up. Once you hit February, man, the camps, they're already open. The doors are already open and there's guys that hang out. I just saw uh, a post. I think Christian Yelich had a post uh, and he's doing some work already. But And it was also a post about last year and walking through the ballpark and anticipating the upcoming season and stuff. And it was pretty cool, but there was some other stuff that he was doing. But camps are open, and so you want to get somebody into camp, get them familiar, rather than after camp opens. You'd like to get as much out of them as you can now to make sure they're ready for the season. So this is kind of crunch time. 877-867-1670, Find us uh, and give us a shout should you choose to do so. More The Bill Michael Show coming up next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Cultural Heritage Center, the ICHC. Right there on West Wisconsin Avenue, a lot of great acts coming up. The drowsy lads are getting ready to appear. And if you don't have any plans or you're looking for something fun to do, something different to do, check out ICHC.net. And they've got a lot of great musical acts that are coming. ICHC.net. they got a nice pub there inside the uh, the old Celtic church uh, that has been transformed into this beautiful uh, you know concert space. 
And in addition to that, then coming up uh, the day before St. Patrick's Day, they have got Cynthian that is coming. And uh, like I've, I've been bragging about them for a while now. We're going to be going to that, too. So uh, a lot of good stuff coming up at the Irish Cultural Heritage Center. If you want to check it out, if you want to see their mission statement, if you want to make a donation, or if you want to get some tickets, uh, you can go to ICHC.net. That is ICHC.net. Over 30 years they've been doing it and uh, keeping it up and running and refurbishing that beautiful, beautiful old Celtic building right there on West Wisconsin Avenue. That's ICHC.net. Good stuff from them. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please feel free to go ahead and do so. Again, 877-867-1670. Give us a shout. Um, let's see here. Uh, this one is from Nancy. Nancy says, as a longtime Packers fan, I want to see them get this right because do you believe that if they don't get it right – and it's another failed defense that it's not going to be Brian Gutekinds that holds himself accountable. It's going to be Matt LaFleur. I think Matt LaFleur is a pretty good coach offensively speaking. I don't know what he's doing overall to make this team better, but I think he put uh, a good stamp on the end of the season. Uh, this is an important hire, as you said, and I want to see my Packers win and get back to a Super Bowl before it's too late and suddenly Jordan Love is making too much money to pay the guys around him. That is from Nancy. Uh, boy, there's a lot there, Nancy. Holy mackerel. Um Okay, uh, first, I agree with you on the monetary aspect. Uh, you want to be able to see this team and all the cream rise to the top at the same time. You want to see Tucker Craft and Luke Musgrave and Romeo Dobbs and you know Christian Watson and all these guys really come together and just form this formidable offensive threat, okay, led by the veteran experience of, say, a guy like Aaron Jones and then eventually whoever it is they put behind him to fill in. And you want to see them add additional offensive line depth so they can continue to rotate those guys. So, yes, I agree with that. Defensively speaking, this is – you're right. That's what I was saying earlier. This is a big hire because let's just say – and you're, you're, you're right. You bring up a very good point that Gudekinst is looking at this, and he said this in the offseason. There's a lot of talent here. There's a lot of talent here. That's what he stated. And – if he believes that there's a lot of talent there and the defense do doesn't live up to expectation, well, you're right. Gutekinds is not going to look himself in the mirror and go, you know what, you need to be fired. Yeah, if it, if it fails again because of the defense, again, it's, it could be that, you know, I, I, look, I don't think going into the next season Matt LaFleur is on a hot seat. I, I don't think that. For the job that he did to end this season, I don't think he is. But if it goes bad – and you see a repeat of what we saw this year and failures at the end of games and, you know, you, you can go through the litany of things, then, yeah, uh, I, I, I can see that. Um, you know, any head – I said this before, any head coach looks at his offensive and defensive coordinators and say, I'm only as good as you. I'm only as good as you. I can wrap my arms around things and fix problems and take care of personnel uh, issues, but I, I, I can't. I can't do everything. I can't scheme everything. I can't, I can't call every play. I can't be responsible for that. So you're putting a lot of your faith into the guys that uh, are the, the offensive and defensive coordinators around you, and then those coaches beyond them. So you're, you're, you're doing that a lot. Heck, yeah. Um, let's do this. Going to take a quick break. Going to come back. And, and like I said, coming up in the next hour, uh, Andy Herman, by the way, by the way, 
Uh, if you have not heard John Horst and his discussion, which took place last night after we got off the air, uh, I want you to take a listen to it because the Bucks, the new era without Adrian Griffin, started last night and they got a win over the Cleveland Cavaliers down at the Fiserv Forum. You're going to want to hear what what happened, why John Horst made the decision. That's coming up as well. Stay right where you're at. One hour down, three to go on this Thursday edition of the Bill Michaels Show. we got more to come coming up right after this.